This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Previously on Talk Time Live Exclusive. Let's talk Sailor Moon because I'm lucky enough to uh, contact you at the right time. I had no idea this was happening. Um, you and the rest of the cast of Sailor Moon have announced that Netflix is releasing Sailor Moon Eternal based on the iconic series and manga coming in June. Um, can you talk a little about what that is going to be based on or about? Yes. Okay. So um, it's based off of the nightmare or not nightmare. The It's like the there's an arc in the manga, which in the original classic show was Supers or Super S. I call yeah. it Super S, but apparently it's Supers. But to me, that sounds like Supers. <laughs> I don't know. I just like Super S. It's a big S. Anyway, um, it's in the old version, it was very like cute and fluffy and it focused a lot on Chibiusa and, right. uh, you know. Helio. And we say the old version, you mean like the TV series, right? Yeah, so, so like the classic. So there's like Sailor Moon Classic, like the version right. from the 90s that we like ended up redubbing. So yeah. that version had, it was just like, it was like more, more like kid friendly. But in the oh, manga, yes. it's it's not. So this version is based off of the manga, which is like, you know, like nightmares and Nehalenia yeah. and the amazon quartet but like they they're they're still cute looking but they're not as like oh we're just a bunch of cute you know right, um, right. No, no i wouldn't say bumbling but like it was more innocent in mm-hmm. uh sailor moon classic and then here it's like oh no we're gonna electrocute you with our <laughs> little powers you know like um, i'm listening <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's like sounds like a good time what where's the catch like yeah right um, this is Amanda Celine Miller, the voice of Boruto and Sailor Jupiter, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news, special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes, all can learn something new. Me too. I heard worse when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. The come on. And let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. gentlemen welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live the prime show i am your host xavier josiah 
Ooh, it is hot in these streets right now, people. It is 90 degrees today here in Philadelphia. I'm pretty sure it's a big blazing heat wave around in your area as well, or maybe even raining for that matter. But man, it is going to be, this is just the beginning of a very hot week. We got a lot of games that are coming out this week. We got the big, big event coming from Repop to Metaverse's return. I came back from it and I'm going to be back in it this week, this Wednesday, in fact, on the 9th, as I will do a live panel. I'll talk about more on that on our next segment, but we got a lot to do before we do. For those who still haven't done it yet, I have a contest right now called the Guilty Giveaway. This is for gamers. For um, This is particular for PlayStation gamers. Uh, sorry, Xbox. Can't help you on this one. Ex exclusivity and all that jazz. But you have one, two days actually today, which is the 6th, and tomorrow on the 7th. The 7th is the last day that you will be able to participate in this. You could go to talktimelive.com. You could go on to the guilty giveaway page. You could sign up and that's all you got to do. Just sign up. In fact, I'll even run it down with you. You could go there and basically I'm going on my website right now. Go to guilty giveaway, which is under sub page under the media. You go there, you sign up, you put your first name, last name, email, and your favorite guilty gear gamer or player for that matter, your character, your main, if you will. Basically, this is a contest for your chance to win a copy of Guilty Gear Strive, which is coming out on the 11th, uh, amongst other games that'll be coming out on the 11th. So here's your chance to get a free copy. You could get the, I don't believe, I, I wanted to give away the, the digital copy, but there's some situations with that. And that's why there's some class action lawsuits on behalf of Sony on that note. Uh, if I can, I will issue that, but I will give away a physical copy, have it sent to your place or wherever you wanted to, uh, rather the PlayStation four version or the PlayStation five version. You could pick one or the other. And, uh, and yeah, it's, this game looks like it's going to be insane. And I'm really happy about the fact that they brought back the English dub cast. They forked over the money to afford the English dub cast. And this is fully produced. You'll have your chance to play it as the sub or dub version. This is awesome. And I know they got the top, you know, moniker of actors to play on this game like they did before. So it's going to be awesome. I am looking forward to it. this is like one of the biggest fighting games of the year so far that is coming out. So um, get your chance. Get out there. Get into TalkTimeLive.com and check it out. And uh, good luck to you all because the eighth on the eighth Tuesday, I will issue out a special email to all the participants who uh, joined in, who actually participated, who signed up for it. You'll get a special email on how you can access the actual page, the private page where you can fill out all your information on there. So, you know, keep track of all that, pay attention to it. And if you don't, it's not my fault. <laughs> you got to pay attention to your emails. And if you don't, is you know, you're, you're going to lose out. You're going to definitely lose out on that. So, uh, that's all I'm going to say about that, but we got a big, big show today. People, we got sailor moon to talk about sailor moon eternal. I'm gonna give my unbiased opinion about this. Despite the fact that I am hosting the panel with the cast of this movie, I will give my unbiased opinion to this and I will be doing a trivia of for them as well. So, um, you know, stay tuned for all that and much, much more on our talk topic, but we got quite a bit of news to talk about in our next segment. So let's not waste any time, folks. Let's find out what's new in the world 
of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All right, folks so like i said before we are going to be starting june metaverse week this week starting tomorrow uh as you will get a chance to see a plethora of different panels uh more than the ones that i'm doing of course but uh there are going to be plenty of different panels on the metaverse website you can go to findtheMetaverse.com to check out that and much more but i will be hosting the panels for that time i got reincarnated as a slime bleach and sailor moon and those will be airing all through this week in fact not only you can see it on findtheMetaverse.com, i just discovered that they're going to be releasing that video also on youtube which is awesome uh and possibly even facebook uh too because i remember uh they did when we did a live panel for the naruto trivia they aired that virtually everywhere uh on their metaverse app on uh it wasn't on youtube but it was on the facebook app as well so they streamed it live there so it may be streaming live on there again so you know stay tuned for all that but it's definitely going to be on youtube you could go there now and you could uh hit a reminder as to when that's going to be now good news about when i work with repop is that i never have to do anything other than host a uh, show because you know those of you who you know listen to this show i do everything <laughs> they got a little bit of a team of people that does a lot of the things here but I, you know pretty much i do all of the editing all of the uh you know graphics I, 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 the entire production of this show of my show here at talk time live i do it all when i go to them and work with them it feels at ease because i don't have to do any of that and it takes a little bit of a load off from me doing it so it's really pretty awesome that i can do that the only thing is they're they'll edit whatever they need to or have to so i don't know how it's ever going to turn out but as long as it you know comes off good which it normally has um you know i have no problem with that i should don't really you know it's their bill but um i don't know what's going to be cut it, I, we we try to make it down to a half hour so um it should be nonetheless even whatever they could cut it's still going to be good uh if they even cut anything at all so um it's still going to be really really a lot of fun because the whole entire discussion and q a that we had was just nothing but nothing short of hilarious and fun we were all just having a great time talking about our favorite animes and their experiences in it and the responses i can't wait for you guys to hear the sailor moon because there's a really funny story involving johnny young uh bush and Eric. that's just he, dude i've been waiting to get a chance to uh talk with him on any type of platform or format and i am so glad i had to had the chance to he's just awesome he uh you know johnny young bush is well known in the uh acting world and the voice acting world and the power rangers world for playing the black ranger the second generation black ranger i should say um he also has become a well-renowned voice actor he plays ichigo kudasaki he plays artemis he plays in a ton of video games um <laughs> including nero from devil may cry so you know we got a chance to you know get down and talk about you know some of that experience as well even on and off so 
on and off uh you know the live feed or whatever so it was just it's awesome and then the entire cast is just awesome everybody that i got a chance to talk to was just fantastic and, and just a class act so we had a lot of fun doing it and i look forward for you all to check it out so again go to findthemetaverse.com for more information on when you can see it the whole entire schedule is up if you see if you're in the acmg facebook group You'll see it there. You'll see it on my page. You'll see it on my Insta uh, my Instagram page at Xavier underscore Josiah on air. And my tag will be displayed on these episodes too. So you'll be able to see or try to find me on social media at that uh, with ease this time. Because I barely ever talk, you know, give my Instagram page up as well. And I, you know, I try not to be in social media as much unless needed. But, you know, it, with the exception of my ACMG Facebook group, because I feel like that's my home, you know? Uh, and, you know, it's just pretty much where I can express myself and, you know, let myself go over there uh, from a social media standpoint, <laughs> at least. But go out of your way. If you're fans of Bleach, you're fans of Sailor Moon, and that time I got reincarnated as a slime panel, uh, you know, go out of your way to check it out. It is awesome. And thank you again to Repop. And we'll talk about this again, uh, probably the aftermath of everything next week or whatever but thanks to the repop for uh you know inviting me to do this again and that's i i would i would like to say that this is not going to be the end of our of our time together myself and repop or talk time live and repop i should say because as i was hoping and which should have happened in 2020 is in fact going to happen in 2021 I got the heads up from my people over there, and um, I am I am happy to say that I am going to be at New York Comic Con in 2021, the reopening of New York Comic Con uh, in some format, <laughs> as a guest in some format. I can say that um, I I'm really happy about this because I didn't know what the hell was going to happen. Uh, over a year ago, I, I, you know, we had this great event at Keystone Comic Con here, 2019. We were in talks about doing another Keystone Comic Con, and then followed by working New York Comic Con, which I'd never been to New York Comic Con, as I mentioned many a times before. And to not only be there for the first time, but possibly be there as a guest and hosting a live panel at my first ever New York Comic Con, that to me is a milestone, huge thing. Uh, for me because um, the prestige of New York Comic Con is well new, is well known not only just in the east side but the west side as well. It packs a ton of people even though they said they're going to be limiting the amount of people coming to this and I don't know to what extent they're going to be limiting how many people because I hear that like there are like thousands of thousands of you know fans that are coming in. I knew things have changed and it could change as we go down the line because of you know the vaccine and the pandemic and how everybody's getting vaccinated and, uh, and such so that could possibly change depending on the mandates and the procedures that are going on as to how many people will be allowed to go in but i don't know exactly the exact numbers i don't know any of the details of that note but uh i just i'm looking forward to being at the first live event in new york uh it's gonna be awesome because we my wife and i actually funny thing you know, in the beginning of the pandemic, for my birthday, my wife and I went to New York to case out the area to find out, you know, what's a good hotel. We stayed at one hotel. It was really cool, but we wanted something a little bit closer. So we winded up just, you know, looking at and checking out the scenes 
because we, you know, we knew that this was a possibility that we were going to go to New York Comic Con. And then a pandemic happened and then everything happened. And then just, it was just all this uncertainty and everything coming. So, you know, I, it was more going on than me having to worry about going to New York Comic Con at the time. But all has changed, thank goodness. And it looks like it's all going to happen. Uh, no details on what I'm going to be doing as of yet, but uh, I will keep you guys informed. They are still working out the kinks of what they're going to do in New York Comic Con right now. But uh, I wouldn't mind. You know, I love my anime stuff, but I wouldn't mind doing some Marvel things either. Uh, either. And I'm talking Marvel Studios. I would, man, I would so love to do that. Um, you put me in the Winter Soldier panel. Grateful. You know, just putting that in the ear. Uh, anybody of my people so listening over there. But I would love to be a part of it regardless. And I'm looking forward to it. So that's coming in October. Oh, you know what's even funnier too? Uh, it, which is great. It's going to be a loaded week that week because AEW, All Elite Wrestling, is coming back on the 6th. The New York Comic Con is scheduled to be on the 7th. So I still have my ticket and I'm still going to that event. So I'm going to be going to AEW Dynamite live that night. And then I got to take a train all, you know, to go to New York the very next day and then, you know, have fun doing New York Comic Con. It's just going to be outstanding it's gonna be a loaded 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 week for me uh just uh, you know we do we we need this comeback i we all deserve to have this type of comeback and deserve to have all these well not everybody but <laughs> um for those who actually put in the work being patient you know doing the right things keeping everybody safe out there you know really paying attention to the science of things and all that you know those people deserve which all the events that are coming. And, you know, I'm just grateful that we are all that the people, all of you listeners out there, you know, were able to get through all of this. I know there's been some losses, but it's a loss of my family as well, too. But it's awesome. It, it's, it's awesome that we are able to do all this again. And, you know, the masks are starting to come off and we're starting to be able to breathe easy. And I'm happy for that. So, you know what else I'll be happy for? is that we look out for small businesses, in particular, black businesses as well. Uh, I say this is because one of our our new milestone classic areas, new age classics, I should say, in Philadelphia, needs our help. You know this place. If you're a comic book fan, you know this place. If you watch anything from the Sci-Fi Network, Marvel Comics, or even uh, ABC News at some, some extent, and then to them, um, I would say a lesser extent, my show, you know this person, Ariel R. Johnson. She is the owner of Amalgam Comics and Coffee House, uh, which is reopening pretty soon. Uh, they're reopening on Juneteenth. That is June 19th. That is the real Independence Day, people, the actual Independence Day. So keep that in mind. Learn your history. That is the real Independence Day. Um, she is reopening on there, but she can't do it alone. She is, she needs the help of everybody because of COVID. The momentum that she was gaining has, you know, dramatically, you know, taken effect. And she's looking to raise some funds to try to bring the uh, cafe up to standard now. And she has a GoFundMe page, uh, which if you're on the ACMG Facebook group, you can find it there and you can, uh, you can, you know, check it out and tr contribute to it. I've contributed to it as, you know, whatever I could. 
uh, other people have contributed to it you know especially those who've been there and she's already i have the goal is for thirty-five thousand. uh and so far she i as far as i was reading with my notes it was thirteen thousand five hundred seventy, and that has changed now and the new total is fourteen thousand four hundred and ten. with she's almost reaching the halfway mark i don't know the deadline to this but she is on the go and uh keep it going and keep it growing please because uh i've been to that place before i've interviewed her in that place i've come there it is a wonderful wonderful place for comic book fans um and, and it's a cafe you know you go there you get a coffee a latte or whatever like that you um buy comics and you just sit and chill there's always some great music playing around it the atmosphere is awesome it's located in fishtown uh really cool you know area down there uh very very di well diverse down there and she's just been a milestone and because she is the first black woman to ever open a comic book shop in the east coast um that's a big deal that's a big deal on so many levels and we need to keep that milestone alive she is a wonderful person she always gives back she has countless um you know charities that she does herself uh ariel is just a wonderful person and she fights for women's rights and civil rights as well i mean she's spoken out on many a times on that she has a quite a uh, quite a following towards that and she is just fantastic we were actually both were nominated one year in 2016 for the philly geek awards when that was around and it was an awesome thing and uh I, i'm very happy to get to know her and she you know she deserves the help she's ever so hardworking in that area and um let's keep it going please and just to let you know the proceeds will go to the following making rental payments uh, for our uh for their store space uh maintenance repairs and replacements of fixtures and equipment required health department upgrades to the kitchen sinks and plumbing deep cleaning and disinfecting of the space purchasing COVID 19 safety barriers uh and other ppe uh filling uh open staff positions and staff new team members so all of that is going to go there they estimated about thirty thousand to do it so again she's getting a lot of uh definite uh you know support from this right now they are fourteen thousand. let's keep it going and keep it growing like i said before so uh you know give to what you can doesn't matter five dollars ten dollars twenty dollars thirty doesn't matter just show your support in some way and try to keep you know another way of supporting is just spreading the word because we need to keep you know small businesses and especially black businesses uh, uh i'm saying businesses i'm like david allen greer's um on uh in living color <laughs> but we got to keep you know small businesses and black businesses alive plain and simple uh we'll we'll keep talking about this until the goal is made let's just put it like that so all right let's get to some marvel news here uh isa ray one of my favorite peoples i love her show insecure she is awesome a uh, great comedic actor uh, out there and uh according to the hollywood reporter she's coming to the marvel sony sony verse i should say not the marvel cinematic verse yet the marvel sony verse you know you would say the marvel sony sony verse and it was like oh god what is she gonna do now? but when talking about spider-man into the spider-verse yeah now we're talking because that's literally the best of all of the movies that they've made and the most successful 
in a sense that they got an actual Oscar. Okay. So I love Sam Raimi's uh, one and two Spider-Man, but I didn't get an Oscar. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse did, regardless of what category it is. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Insecure star Issa Rae will be joining the cast of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse sequel. Uh, the reporter has confirmed from their sources that she will play the original Spider-Woman, aka Jessica Drew. And that's going to be very interesting. I'm very much looking forward to that because I am a huge I actually really am a legit huge uh spider-woman fan like I, uh, like honestly truth be told it's not the best comics in the world but i've always liked the idea of jessica drew i grew up watching the old animated uh saturday morning cartoon from back in the day which you can see now on uh what is it on uh disney plus they have all the episodes there which is awesome uh but and then i started reading the comics after that and i really was sad when they killed her off the first time around and you know she died it was one of the saddest comics endings ever you know i wonder if i still have that somewhere go out of your way to check it out because i even really went out of their way to do a really cool cover for it and i i, I believe they had somebody dressed up cosplayed as the as spider woman and it was the, it was the final you know deal before they re-brought her you know they brought her back up you know they resurrected her pretty much and you know, I, I've always liked it. And then they gave her the the Hydra storyline and the Shield storyline and all that stuff. So, you know, they gave her importance. And I like the, the new comic, which I have been reading uh, for a bit. It's, it's okay. It's pretty good. It's not like, blow, you know, the writing is not to, you know, blow out of your way type of thing, but it's still good. So I this is going to be interesting because is she going to be a black Jessica Drew? I don't, we don't know. We just know that she's going to be a part of this. We don't know to what end they're going to play this character. I don't know. This is going to be interesting. I, I, I'm i all for it. Issa Rae is all that. <laughs> okay. Uh, also reported is that Phil Lord and Chris Miller will return as the writers and producer of the movie. You need that. <laughs> you can't get, you can't get an Oscar. You cannot get an Oscar one year and then change up the whole entire formula. That's just dumb. <laughs> you keep the formula that you had from before. Um, the first Into the Spider-Verse was met with high praise and did get an Oscar for Best Animated Movie. The sequel has a release date of October 7th, 2022, so get ready. I am so looking forward to it. The first movie was so... It's one of the best mo Spider-Man movies Sony has ever done. And that's legit. Um, and like I said, I love the Sam Raimi, you know, Tobey Maguire movies, the first two, which were absolutely fantastic. And they... I watched them a couple years ago. It was still held up. Um, I wish we could find a way. I, this is the stupid part. I wish that Disney Plus can get access to those. They got virtually everything that Fox has owned in terms of um, Marvel. Like now we got both. We now finally have both. Um, I'm saying we. Disney Plus now has finally all both all three Fantastic Four movies. Uh, the first Fantastic Four movie uh, with Jessica Alba and uh, Chris Evans. In there and you know now the rise of the silver surfers in there as well yes the one with cloud galactus on there let me tell you something that movie was so much fun up until that point and if you just take away that one aspect the movie is actually pretty good so i i, I clearly remember being in the theater where people were being highly entertained until that last scene where everybody got so quiet because when we finally wanted to see galactus it was just nothing but this wormhole cloud 
in there and it, and you saw the silhouette of them you know it was like they had their they had the you know they had the cojones to actually show that they were going to have galactus but for some reason rather they didn't have the budget or they didn't have the means of making him look like they could now maybe it's a technology thing i don't know but they made silver surfer so i don't i don't know what to what that excuse is and now thank goodness the marvel cinematic universe does not hold back when they say you got ego they give you ego when they say you got thanos you got thanos they're not holding back if they're saying that you got dormammu they're giving you dormammu <laughs> okay so i i tell you i i still like it but you know i wish it was just a lot better than that but um yeah no into the spider-verse absolutely one of the best um and, and of the rest nonetheless yeah i know I but <laughs> moving on <laughs> A Batman teaser image that everybody is talking about. Fans are speculating many possibilities about this. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see it, but online on a social media, there is a cryptic kind of image of Spider-Man, uh, not Spider-Man, of Batman actually, um, with his insignia. It looks like the the Tim Burton '89 insignia a chest plate but it has a spot of blood a lot of people are making fun of it calling it raspberry jam and jelly shout out to you jay dixon <laughs> um you know it, this is really really interesting and fans are speculating whether this and i the first thing i thought because of the color of the of the batman insignia and the blood that is nicely nicely splattered specifically on it familiar wise and many comic book fans know about this and it just hits you right there fans are speculating i'm speculating uh possible cinematic crossover with the watchman coming maybe flash director andy muschetti uh gave a tease of michael keaton's uh return in the upcoming flash movie with a bit of uh blood splattered specifically on that yellow chest plate it was yellow and black but it was specifically on the yellow and the yellow has these it, it has a very similar pantone color of the button of the smiley face button it, it immediately triggered myself and other fans as well because we immediately jumped at that uh, especially if you're a comic book fan who actually know what uh, much about the significance of that um there, there's probably possibly a speculation of this of this possible metaverse hookup here one of dc's most successful comic book sagas of recent consisted of a crossover between the justice league and the watchman which was met with rave reviews from fans and critics alike um it should also be noted that the upcoming flash sequel will focus on the infamous flashpoint paradox saga which will make sense that we could see some of these uh things get altered at some point at a point well, to which you know we see appearances of other earths in timelines granted that the original flashpoint paradox uh the the watchmen were not a part of that saga at all so if they so if that image does say what fans are thinking expect some liberties to be taken in this movie also note michael keaton's return as batman may not be that of bruce because this is flashpoint paradox um it he might not be playing bruce wayne he may be playing his father thomas wayne you got to think about that if this is based on flashpoint batman wasn't it didn't exist at all 
and it makes sense for Michael Keaton, these this 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 version of Michael Keaton to be on there because when he went to Flashpoint, he met up with Thomas Wayne, who was Batman in that area, and he was a gun-toting version of Batman. He was older, so Michael Keaton is right at the age right now of being that type of um, that that Wayne. So I, I it makes all the sense in the world. Um, so, you know, if for those who don't know, and Flashboy Paradox, the Flash Barry travels to an alternate universe where Bruce was, you know, one was the one who was killed in Crime Alley, making Thomas Wayne Batman and Martha Wayne the Joker after going insane at the loss of her son. So there's going to be a lot of twists and turns. I don't know to which what they're going to use for it or whatnot. But I, I'm excited about this. I'm, it's, it's one of the one rare DC films that I'm excited for. This other one, not so much. <laughs> and we talked about this before. But we also got to talk about another image that has appeared on the internet. And that is uh, Zach Levy. One of my favorite guys. One of my favorite actors. I, he's he's absolutely one of my favorites. I watched every episode of chuck every every episode one of the best tv series in a long time comedy action everything and fanfare and you know there was not a show like chuck chuck was so such a significant show and zach levy zach levy i should say um did a hell of a job playing that role it's so much and everybody involved so much so that i really wanted them to do a movie version of this even though they did kind of close the book really well they left it kind of open-ended to like say they can really do a movie <laughs> on this i wish i hope he's he's in better shape than he ever was before i would love for him and the and the cast to go back and play those roles again ah that, that show was so awesome and this that show came out before i think before the meta uh the, the arrowverse came out or during the time of when arrow first came out or whatever i remember because i had a loaded amount of shows to watch my my show list of the week was awesome when when chuck was out but i digress you know he plays shazam and while i liked him as shazam they, I, you know damn well i got issues with that movie in terms of authenticity uh, because it was based around philadelphia hello for those who know i am here in philadelphia and i watched this movie and I'm looking at this movie and it said it's based on Philadelphia and it looks nothing like Philadelphia. It was never filmed in Philadelphia. I believe some of it was filmed in Sweden. I don't know to what end Sweden looks like South Philly. <laughs> um, there was also some other, you know, a uh, lack of authenticity in there. They just threw in some of the lamest things in there. Gino's stakes. I'm telling you now, people. And I told uh, Amanda C. Miller in our interview, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. If she comes up here, she would not be going to Geno Steaks. She would not be going to Pat Steaks. She would not be going to Jim Steaks. I have so many other places, steak, you know, cheesesteak places that are not tourist attractions. And the fact that they put that on there, that that was the first thing that turned me off. And then the fact that we had the Bizarro Septibus uh, line in there, there was some other things in there. It just, it for me personally, I thought it was lame and I, yeah, I guess they had a South Philly accent if we ever have one I don't understand that um okay <laughs> but you know if you take off that aside if you consider this a another earth version of 
Philadelphia, then yeah, I guess I could stomach it to that extent. But to me, it just rubbed me the wrong way. And it just reminds me of why DC is not winning. <laughs> okay. I mean, the movie wasn't bad. The movie wasn't bad. It's just for me that that was a turnoff. That was a turnoff point for me. Like it, it wasn't the best, but their performances in there was. I will give them that much. Um, but we got a picture of Zach Levy and the new Shazam suit, which I got to say, it looks absolutely fantastic. I love it. I like the first one too, but it looked too cartoony in the sense that, you know, it, it, let me tell you this, Zach Levy doesn't need any, you know, adjustments or, or, or alterations to make him look like beefed up and buff because the dude has gained a lot of muscle, a lot. Like if you look at Zach Levy now and look at him and Chuck, it's like, Oh my goodness. It's, it's, you know, night and day here. He has bulked up amazingly in the, in, for this role. And if, if you watch the, uh, what is it? The adventures of, uh, Miss Mabel, which he's into, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm saying that title wrong, but you know, the Miss Mabel show, uh, he's on air as well. And you can see his muscle mass. You can see the mass of his arm. Like what you see in these pictures are legit him. And he's bulked up incredibly. He looks awesome. Like he actually could be Superman in this case. Uh, but the new suit, I love the new suit. And, and for those who probably think that this is the totality of the suit, no. You could tell that this is a pre-production view of his suit. Um, you know, somebody pointed out that he didn't, you know, they didn't like it because he didn't have the cape. He has the cape. This is probably a pre-production picture. And there might be, they may actually be CGI and you know, putting adding CGI effects to the cape. That could be something that they're doing. Uh, I like the pattern around the actual, you know, th th they brighten the color red. They changed the hue of red on there. It's like two hues of red that are in there now. Um, his gauntlets, you know, bracelets on the side. I love them. The new design just looks awesome. The belt, I love the belt. Everything I, I loved about it. And you can see more definition in his body too, in there. So uh, it looks a lot more natural. It, I, I pointed that out in our ACMG Facebook group. Uh, it's it, it feels a lot more natural than it ever did. I just hope that they do the same thing for Philadelphia. Or let's not even focus it on Philadelphia. Let's not go to Philly. Let's even if you do go to Philly for once and then move on to another area where you're going to be saving the world or planet or whatever. Because I don't want them to focus on Philly anymore. It was such a superficial thing. Every 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 touristy thing that they added to to make it seem like philadelphia was there i just it was ah it just, i couldn't take away from it. i was in that theater pissed at this because we watch there are so many movies that have come out that um were based around philly and it looked like philly or they filmed sections of philly in there i think in the shazam movie they only filmed one little section of philly which, which was the art museum and then I guess they filmed everything else in another country, <laughs> which was like, what are you serious? Why can't you? People film movies all the time in Philadelphia. Hell, I live in University City and Jason Siegel and, and Andre 3000, like in 2019 filmed their show right up the street from me. You can do this people. It's not that bad. <laughs> so maybe hopefully they, if they do focus on Philly, they actually film in Philly, but you know, COVID, situation i don't know if that's happening uh we'll see but i'll watch it again i mean like I, like i said again truth be told the movie 
from a story and performance standpoint was not bad. I just think the authenticity of it was. That was questionable. So I had to, you know, I had to downgrade it for that. You know, it is still one of the better DC movies that they've made in there. Uh, you know, credit to them for that. Was not a bad movie in that sense, but, you know, damn it. So I'm looking forward to it, folks. That will do it for this, for what's new in the world of ACMG. We're going to take a break, come back, and when I do, I will give my unbiased review of Sailor Moon Eternal on Netflix. We'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon, and in the name of the moon, you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Do it. And now it's time for our top topic of the week. Ready? Wait! All right, folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is my review of Sailor Moon Eternal, the new Netflix movie. I should say two movies that they brought out, part one and part two, in here, which was awesome. Like, I really love the fact that they not only just rewarded Sailor Moon fans with one movie they gave you two and both of them run about an hour and 21 minutes each so you get a lengthy lengthy uh amount of sailor moon but they also what it is basically is a condensed version of the sagas from the tv series and the manga all you know rolled up in one and they did it in a really good way i like the way that they were able to condense it down but not kind of really kind of not skip over things uh i felt i felt it was really fleshed out how they did it uh i also like the fact that we got to see a little bit more of the other guardians and get to know them a little bit better like i for me i i tell people a lot and i, I spoke with uh, amanda about this i'm like you know i love both shows but i don't think people can really watch both shows unless they watch the first one like if you've never watched sailor moon before I would highly suggest that you watch the classic as what they call it, uh, which is the original TV series that they that this video redubbed with the with Stephanie and uh, and, and Amanda and Jeremy and, and Christina V in the gang. Um, I would much rather you check out that because you get to know a little bit more about the, you know, of the characters in there as well. But when you get to Crystal, they just capitalize on the main sagas, which you don't get a chance to see their personalities a bit because you should know them already and you know what they're doing and it's a more serious tone uh giving and they kind of change things just a little bit you know to match more of the manga in there as well the same thing happens with this movie because not only that if you watched the last episode of sailor moon crystal they kind of prelude to what's ha going to happen in here and this was already in, in the works basically and you'll you'll hear a little bit of that in in the sailor moon panel which is coming up 
uh, by the way, um, that when we're going to talk about that, because we're going to talk about that as well. And basically, this picks up directly where Crystal uh, leaves off. You see all of them looking at the eclipse that is coming and they're all looking up and then Crystal ends. Well, this one starts right at the beginning of that situation when they're all looking up at the eclipse, you know, through visors or whatever. But what they don't see is a ship coming down, you know, to invade Earth. So basically, part one kind of focuses around the original Sailor Guardians and part two kind of focuses on the other Sailor Guardians that are becoming uh, Saturn, Uranus, uh, Neptune and the rest. So you do get a chance to, you know, they kind of spread it out where we can enjoy all of them coming in. And it's, it's pretty awesome how they do. Basically, like I said, when the solar eclipse comes in, uh, Usagi and uh, Chibiusa meet a mysterious Pegasus uh, named Helios, uh, who is looking for the chosen maiden, uh, which is to break the seal of the golden crystal. Um, basically, he's looking for Chib uh, Chibiusa, and Chibiusa wants to help her. And they're also another group called the Dead Moon Circus who appears who is the people the ones who appear in the eclipse and their goal is to scatter nightmare incarnations uh called limerous around across the world you know to attain the legendary silver crystal uh and as well as rule the earth and moon so that's pretty much the premise of this and there's a new queen who is uh you know the queen of the dead moon apparently she kind of looks like queen beryl and <laughs> they you know in a sense and um, she was somebody that the original queen, uh, Queen Serenity, I would say, has cast her way into this mirror to never be seen again. But she found her way out and she found her way to acquire a group of new enemies for the uh, Sailor Guardians called the Dead Moon Circus to, um, you know, rival them as well. And it just turns into this really interesting situation. And things get switched around and changed around, you know, considerably. Like, for instance, um, you know, the mysterious uh, Pegasus named Helios turns human. Artemis turns human and this whole thing. Um, it gets really, really crazy after a while. But it's also awesome. Uh, I really do like it. And what I like most of, uh, mostly about it, like I said, is that we get a chance to see a little bit of the backstories of all the, uh, of, the of the Guardians in here which is something that is definitely needed in this premise and then part two because you know everything can't you know be solved in part one and we don't get a chance to see all of the guardians on there uh, part two has you know all 10 uh, sailor guardians gathering together for a final battle pretty much so they're just it's what is cool about it is that the story separates it, it allows you know it's not everybody coming together it's everybody being divided at first, which gives you a chance to have time for Jupiter's uh, situation, have time and development for Mercury and, and Mars and, and, and um, Venus and everybody. So everybody gets their their time. So it was very well fleshed out on that uh, aspect. And I like that because we don't we didn't get a chance to get too much, um, you know, notice and uh, understanding of the uh, Guardians and their backstories and their characteristics and the first you know, season or first few seasons of uh, Crystal. Here, you kind of finally get a little bit there as well. But part two, um, you see all this, all of the scouts in there, including um, what was it? Is it Neptune because she's young? Uh, she ended up becoming really young uh, after the events of Crystal uh, before, so like she got reincarnated. 
um, into a child, and now um, Uranus and Pluto is. I think I'm I'm screwing them all up here. <laughs> not uh, not Pluto, but it's uh, Neptune and uh, Uranus. I believe is uh, caring for, so they're kind of like a family in this case, um, because they are a couple anyway. They are a couple in here, and now they have a kid to uh, to look up to. So they're pretty much parents now, and they're all watching over her as much as they are uh, with Chibi Usa as well. So uh, now they have this big threat and now they're all gonna team up once again and finally together. And it's like 10 guardians. I'm gonna say 10 plus and I don't wanna spoil it for you, but there are 10 guardians in here now and they're gonna go after the queen, the uh, queen of the dead moon. Uh, I believe her name is um, Nethalina, or Nethalania, I believe. But uh, you know, if you, if you watched any Sailor Moon uh, episode, or movie whatever you know what to expect and they don't disappoint here and it's a lot of fun it is a lot of fun in this uh at all so uh if you're a Sailor Moon fan you know what to expect in this and it just they don't disappoint I would say I will say this um I, I really enjoyed this movie I enjoyed everything about this movie um all the the, the acting in here is so much better than what it was now I would say that it's better than what it was for anime in general and the reason why I actually say that is strictly because I watch anime since the 90s and even the 80s. And I've said this many a times before. If you go back and watch some of the late 80s, early 90s uh, anime and performances there, and I won't necessarily blame the acting per se or the actors, I should say, but the direction it like anime wasn't taken as serious and wasn't given the respect and the cultural respect that it does now. And people just wrote it off as just another cartoon, another animated feature. So I don't think there was too much emphasis on character development and focus on hair as it is now. So in terms of Sailor Moon, which I do love the original, uh, I, I always loved the original performances up until the second Serena. And for those who don't know, when the original, and I mean before Viz Videos put it in, the original Sailor Moon was added onto this series and they redubbed everything they americanized it and i say that because they changed the names um usagi was the name usagi for some reason they probably thought that people wouldn't understand or how to say that or it wouldn't be appealing to the american audience um even though we were you know there were a lot of hardcore uh anime fans back then um who who would disagree but they changed their name to serena um and ray was still ray um there were other i forgot the other names but a lot of them were changed there, there was a lot of change in the narrative and the character development of certain characters uranus and uh neptune and and, and uh uranus and neptune i should say probably more than anything um which in today's standards would not have that would not have been a good thing for them to do um and then you know not all the episodes were shown they were cut now this video came in and said no we're giving we're letting you see it as it is intended to be seen as the way the creator wanted you to see it with everything intact kudos to them for allowing this series to embrace its truth um so with that said the acting now by this cast by i would say actors in in, in anime in general these days are the quality is much better the performances are much better than it was before because now you know thanks to you know the adr writers and directors 
they are really giving it the treatment that it deserves that anime fans want to see and i think that's why i believe that there's so many pretentious sub fans out there especially those who don't know a lick of fluid english not even elementary uh, not english uh japanese not even the elementary level japanese i hate this i hate this idea if, if i can understand if you were fluid in japanese and you would love the japanese version so you kind of understand the dialect and you understand the performance levels but most people who love subs don't know a lick of japanese they just like the fact that they're hearing japanese that's plainly that's the big secret i hate to let it out but that's it it is that's basically the anime uppity community in this in this sense so um sorry that it is what it is but the performances of the english cast have been so much better and this one in particular this series uh all of the cast here and again i'm not blowing you know i'm not you know blowing smoke up anybody um, that's just the way I feel. I've always felt that regardless. That's why I love interviewing these cast members on my show because <laughs> I love the performances. So, you know, with that said, that's what I believe the, the animation, I mean, not only not, not the animation, but the performances are just much better than you are. They able to follow the mouth movements better in this case. And it makes sense. And they changed the ADR around just about enough to make it sense to the american crowd and still respect some of that and i think they do a great job with that that's all i'm going to say about that and then on top of that we have crystal series which really kind of doubles down on it and they also give it better animation they also it, i mean eternal alone looks beautiful from a visual standpoint um the, the first few seasons of uh crystal they did have some troubling things they added a lot of cgi type of things when he did the transformations and people didn't really like that and then uh, i think during the third season they went back to doing the hand-drawn style of it and it looks much better and then eternal looks tremendous uh, i'm looking at uh sailor mars uh scene right now when she does her magic and it looks awesome so i really appreciate that but the, the acting from stephanie shea uh kate higgins you know who uh plays uh i believe she's sailor mercury uh, Christina V, you know, who, who plays Venus uh, or I'm sorry, she plays, uh, Sailor Mars, uh, Jeremy Lee, who plays Sailor Venus, uh, Amanda C. Miller, who plays Makoto, AKA Sailor Jupiter, of course, um, Veronica Taylor, you know, I believe she's Saturn, Robbie, da uh, Robbie Damon, Robbie, Robbie Damon is a pretty good actor, man. Cause I just, um, yes, I just played a game that he's on and he sounds nothing like Peter Parker, Spider-Man on the, uh, disney s you know uh xd um show but you know robbie play uh damon plays um uh, mamaru on there and uh it, it's it's pretty awesome he, he plays the chibi version and then you got johnny young bush as um artemis himself so you got you know great cast of characters and i feel like that they were given more airtime, more character time than they kind of were or character development than they were in the original uh and not the original uh in the crystal series because you don't really get to know sailor mars as much as you do or jupiter or even you know i would say all of them because they so focused on the what's going on and they're fighting protecting you know um usagi and making sure that she you know the silver crystal is saved and all this stuff so you if you're a seasoned fan of the series you know enough about it you can watch and enjoy crystal but if you're not I, again if you don't you don't kind of really get to know them but in the movie 
credit to them because the movie kind of gives you a little bit more emphasis on the backstories of all of the characters which you kind of do sort of get to know them a little bit more this time because they go you know to their past and you get to see some things that you know they were going through and you know all through the movie they're getting nightmares you know they're going through this little this dream you know sequences and all the stuff that they're being set up by the queen and they're going through these little nightmare situations and i really enjoy that they delve into their past but kind of their past is being manipulated and so, so to speak but you get to see some of the things that they're that they've encountered and they they you know go through in their you know lives so i like that aspect um chibi moon also is you know meeting you know is encountering this unicorn that she wants to save and she's you know desperately wanting to you know she wants to become what her mother is she wants to become the a sailor guardian and a queen and you get to see her her development in this series as well um i i really enjoyed it. i think what the only thing i really would love to have seen in here i won't call it a negative but it's something that i would love to see that i've seen and you know newer anime like dragon ball super and everything i want to see a little bit more action because what they did they they played to the traditional aspect of what sailor moon does um and they wanted to make a new you know telling of sailor moon i thought what it would have been so cool that during battle scenes that they would have you know up-to-date battle scenes like we would have seen the sailor you know the sailor guardians kick more ass and you would have seen more fighting sequences them instead of them doing these montages of them doing transformations and you know just you know their their magical moves or whatever like that i would have loved to have seen them actually fight the you know their enemies and have these really cool battles because that's what you know this is anime <laughs> this is what we love about anime is that they do some things that you've never seen before um i would have loved to seen a lot more battle sequences you know these are the sailor guardians they're capable of doing much more than just, you know, kind of a RPG like type of thing. It's like, you know, I felt like when I see them battle, sometimes it feels like Pokemon and Pokemon and any of the games of Pokemon, except maybe except for the one that's coming out, uh, I think next in 2022, which looks to be game changing. It's like you got the enemies on one side, you got the Sailor Guardians on one side. And then all of a sudden, you know, they do their move. And then all of a sudden, they do, it's very RPG-like. I would love to see a little bit more action towards it. I mean, but it doesn't take away from any of the, you know, greatness that this movie was. I just think that because they have the opportunity to do newer movies, I, it would have changed everything we would have saw Sailor Mercury, you know, throwing a kick or, you know, some type of fight sequence other than them just being Guardians and stuff like that. And especially... um especially Makoto because she's usually the one that's the more the the more uh grappling action-packed you know it you know uh, assertive one if you will in in terms of physical physicality or whatever but I'll go all overall I really enjoyed this movie I enjoyed both parts I like the way it was going I like the transformations I love the animation the acting was absolutely just um great uh I just would have added a little bit more to it so I wouldn't say this series was a blow away you know a blow away anime for me because i've seen more action-packed anime but for fans especially i mean i am a fan of this series i've watched everyone when i was in high school and all this stuff and uh i i would have loved to see more but 
honestly, it looks beautiful. I love the acting in here. Um, it, I mean, other than that, I mean, I wouldn't take that away. It just really, really, no, it's just the only thing I would have added to it, but I love the performances in here and everything that is going in here as well. So, you know, kudos to them on putting this together. Kudos to Netflix for putting this all together. Now, you know, speaking of which, I want to see if this, in fact, has made it on the top 10 yet. Let me see. I'm on Netflix right now. not on the top 10 yet but i don't know when they actually i mean because it just came out it literally just came out not too long ago so um and i can't wait to you know for you guys to you know get a chance to see our panel when we talk about this as well but i i'm looking forward to seeing if this is going to make the top 10 because this is to me is one of the it's one of the better animes and the most popular animes that netflix has ever acquired uh you know honestly it's so far got a 7.5 on an ID uh, BM rating, which is good. It's, it's really, really good, actually. Uh, definitely above average. Um, so I am looking forward to it. But, you know, honestly, if I'm going to give this a grade for me, um, I'm going to give this a B plus. A B plus is, is very suitable. Uh, I think, like I said, this came a long way and I'm watching. I've watched the old episodes as well. I love the animation of the old episodes. I love to look at the old episodes and I love what Crystal has done, especially in the third season. But I think they even topped it even more this season uh, or the, or this movie. They stepped up the animation. They stepped up the uh, the performances are stepped up even more. And we got to get to know more about the the sailors this time around. That, that was a, all that are pluses to me because they were they were the things there were a lot of things that improved from the crystal series and i thought it was a great job so if you're a sailor moon fan i honestly believe that you're going to enjoy this movie i whether it's rather the sub or even a uh, the dub or the sub version i think you're going to enjoy this movie i really appreciated what they did and i enjoyed both of them indeed so uh b plus is definitely for me so there you have it folks uh go out of your way check it out if you're a netflix uh subscriber you won't uh, be disappointed. And that will do it for this edition of Talk Time Live. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and every episode that we have. You can check this episode and all of our episodes out in the brand new and improved TalkTimeLive.com where you will be able to see not only um, the new interview I have with Amanda C. Miller, but all of our interviews on there, you can see all of our podcasts. You can find it there. You can find all of our exclusive video interviews, which is available now on there as well. Uh, and let me just throw off the list. Amanda C. Miller was just recent. The cast of Naruto, Kevin Conroy that I did a special press interview with. Brian Donovan, the voice of Rock Lee. Uh, Greg Casavan, the creator of Super, uh, the creative director of Super Giant Games and the man behind Hades one of the best games of 2020 mega rand which by the way if you are a wrestling fan and and is a subscriber or watch wrestling observer live shout out to mega rand he was on wrestling observer live so you know he was awesome on there <laughs> he never disappoints uh he he put off his new video that was dedicated to um you know the kenny omega and uh, uh okada match that he did which was fantastic people really loved that uh, Jeffrey Chamba Cruz, Ariel R. Johnson, like I just mentioned about her fundraiser. So if you want to see an interview with her that I did with her when she made it on the uh, issue of 
Invincible Iron Man number one, which I have, you know, in front in my office right now. Go out of your way, check it out. You know, and many, many more. I have so many more and more to come too. And you can also see uh, some of the clips from the metaverse as well, which by the way, again, is coming this week. Because it's gonna be on YouTube, that will allow me to add that onto my website as well. So you will be able to see it on my website as well. Once it uh, releases, I will add that onto the website and it'll be awesome. It will absolutely be awesome. So go out of your way to check that out. It'll be on the media page. I'll, I, uh, I'll add that on there as well because I got a metaverse page uh, already on there and uh, I'll, I'll start adding them up. So it, it'll be absolutely fantastic. Again, this uh, week, starting tomorrow, I believe you will see the panel that I hosted for that time. I got reincarnated as a slime. I believe on the 9th, it'll be Sailor Moon uh, that will be shown. And uh, as well as the live panel that I will do later on that e uh, that day as well. It'll be, tw it'll be 6 o'clock p.m. for me here in the East Coast. And it'll be 12 o'clock for them uh, on the... No, it's actually 3 p.m. for them on the uh, on the West Coast. So uh, you will be able to see it live on social media and I possibly believe on findthemetaverse.com and on maybe YouTube as well. So stay tuned for that and much, much more. And then, of course, the, uh, ble uh, the Bleach panel as well, which I really enjoy. Go, find, go to findthemetaverse.com for all that and much, much more as to when you get the whole schedule is up there right now. Um, again, check that out. And what else do we have here this week? Oh my God, this week in terms of video games, it is going to be explosive. Okay. We got so much coming out. I look on select start. I'm going to be talking project Nexus, the demo that I just played. I, I don't want to get into it right now. It's, we got a lot to talk about in a demo. Let's just say I'm very excited for the, when the game comes out, uh, my E3 wants and predictions, uh, so it's coming. We also got releases from Final Fantasy VII Remake Expansion, which is coming with Yuffie, the Yuffie storyline. We got Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. And I just remember Dragon Ball Kakarot is coming with that new uh, that new DLC expansion with Gohan and Trunks. So shout out to my, uh, my dude, Kyle Hebert, who is Gohan. And, you know, he's my man on the show. Uh, been on the show at least three times. Possibly will be again. And uh, it's just been awesome. It's just been an awesome experience getting a chance to talk to all these guys. But um, we will have that on that on Select Start as well. So stay tuned for that and uh, much, much more. And then next Sunday, we will review the first episode of Marvel's Loki, which is coming out Wednesday. Oh, man, this week is just loaded. I cannot wait. Uh, it's the weekend I've been waiting for. Indeed, I, you, I I knew it was going to be explosive this summer, but I didn't know to what extent. And this superseded my expectations. I always say, how how am I going to top what I did last year? Oh, it's topped. <laughs> it's top, people. So stay tuned for all that and much, much more. And also, if you want to subscribe and download to this show, you could do so on your favorite podcast platforms such as Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, Tune in, Pandora, uh, Pocket Cast, and Tumblr. It is all going to be there. So you have plenty of different places to check out the show. Thank you to all of our seasonal listeners, our consistent listeners, and also our new listeners. Thank you so very much. And I hope this is the start of something new and fun for you, being that is the show. 
That'll do it for me, folks. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. So this is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care, and I'll see you on the metaverse. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.